your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are beautiful. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. In today's interview, I sit down with Ori Hofmeckler. Ori Hofmeckler is a former member of the Israeli Defense Force, Israeli Army, and Israeli Special Forces. In 2002, Ori published The Warrior Diet, which was met with much critical acclaim and popularized intermittent fasting and an ancestral Paleolithic diet long before paleo was a pop culture phenomenon. In 2005 and 2006, Hofmeckler followed up The Warrior Diet with Maximum Muscle, Minimum Fat, and the anti-estrogenic diet, which offers natural dietary strategies to combat hormonal disrupting chemicals in our food and environment. Ori is also the founder of Defense Nutrition, which offers some of the highest quality nutritional supplements and whole food-based products on the market, like non-denatured bioactive whey protein from grass-fed cows. Ori and I had an amazing time on this interview, and it sparked a long mentorship and friendship, many times having us spending hours on the phone discussing business for very short intermittent bouts and rapping about nutrition, fitness, and other biohacks the rest of the time. Or he's a true renaissance man. He's one of the smartest people I know, and that is reflected in today's episode. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Ori Hofmeckler. Hey everyone, I know you'll enjoy the interview. If you'd like to learn more of my top biohacking secrets, get a free copy of my best-selling book called The Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus for free at biohackersguide.com. It's over 500 pages of my top biohacks and I'll send it to you for free if you cover a small shipping cost. Get your free copy at biohackersguide.com. You know, when they ask Einstein, what would you do if your theory was proven wrong? He said, then I would feel sorry for God Almighty that such a beautiful theory is wrong. <laughs> and this is very true, by the way. You know, Plato itself said that there is an absolute correlation between beauty and the truth. At that time, the Greek believed that mathematics is the ultimate epitome of beauty that when you look at it deeply you would find the ultimate concept of beauty so that means if it is beautiful it's true it's almost like a mythological belief but that leads you to another question what does it mean belief it's a big question what you and me are doing right now really is into that very word belief why? Because science is about prediction. Life is about surprise. What we are doing now is about both of it. And what connects surprise, prediction with surprise, is the word belief. You really need to believe that there is some kind of a logic, some kind of a wisdom out there in the planet, in the universe, in God, in nature that there is a reason why things happen this way or another and not. Otherwise, what's the point? And I think that that's what occupied me now more than anything. What is the underlying code that dictates the meaning of life? What is this code? What are we looking for? Are we, are we looking for 
some meaning to life? And if that is the case, what is this meaning that we are looking? Are we looking to better survive and give a definition of what are we doing here? Or do we just want to hang in in there? It's a big question. I I heard a really interesting perspective on the meaning of life. And to paraphrase, it was that the reason that, that so many people searching for the meaning of life fail to find it is because they're looking outside of themselves. They're studying different philosophies, religions, disciplines, and the true meaning of life is what you as an individual determine the meaning of life is for you. It can only be found from within and from self-exploration and knowing oneself. And that's why if you are looking for it elsewhere, outside of yourself, you will never find the meaning of life. It is for you to decide and find within you. That's a very interesting way to put it. I believe that the reason why people suffer today, and this is a fact, we have an ever-growing epidemic of obesity, diabetes, and other diseases of metabolic syndrome. In spite of ever-growing amount of diets and weight loss, in spite of ever amount of data coming from advanced science and research, humanity today faces the biggest health crisis ever. Why? It's not because people do not look at themselves, because they are afraid to face the truth. And people are afraid to face the truth. The truth about themselves and the truth about life. Why are they afraid to face the truth? Very simple and trivial reason. We live today in a world that is run by industry and technology. Both of them are aiming at one thing, making life less stressful and more indulgent. Our industry, whether it's a food industry, gadget industry, or any kind of industry, furniture, housing, is all built on one thing, making life more indulgent and less stressful. As a result, our society, not over become overindulgent, it developed a phobia for stress. We, humanity, humans, never in a history afraid of stress as now. We just hate stress. We think it's something adverse. In real biology, stress is not a bad thing. It's actually essential to life. In fact, there is no meaning to life without stress. It is stress which is the major factor of evolution that was drive organism to improve that how natural selection worked to encourage the survival of the fittest, and that's how the unfittest and the inferior genes disappear. All these amazing phenomena of evolution do not work on us today. We live today in a society that the unfittest can still hang in there. In fact, it can be called even successful. People can become very rich and successful still. Biologically, they're unfit. They are still doomed for early aging, diseases of brain, brain diseases, obesity, diabetes, etc. Just look around you, see for yourself. There is no correlation between what we call successful and biological fitness. I'm very, very involved with this concept of stress. In fact, my new book, The Stress Principle, 
is all about that. We created the wrong concept of stress. We have no clue what stress really is. And when we will, or some of us will, I believe that incredible things can happen, Anthony. I believe that we can double our lifespan, and more than that, it's already happening. There is clear evidence that there is a technology and way today to double the lifespan of organism. Not only that, it will come in incredible other bonuses. Elimination of cancer, and not only, and blockage of aging. Not only that you are going to live longer, Anthony, you're going to live in a younger body. I can measure how it feels. I completely agree. I mean, I, I talk about this in the biohacker's guide just as a little side note because what we have going on today is chronic stress, which is very different. It's people that hate their jobs, they're sleeping four hours a night, they're eating garbage, and not to mention environmental toxins, but they're in this constant state of elevated cortisol, which is very different than the stress you and I are talking about, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong. We're talking about like you stress. So things that are stressors on the body, but result in an adaptive response, stressors that do not exceed the body's ability to recover and respond. Things like caloric restriction, exercise, fasting, you know, hyperthermic conditioning, dry saunas, the ketogenic diet, cold exposure, learning new skills, even juggling, oxygen deprivation, resisted breathing, things like that. That's like good stress that we need to put ourselves through and, and we're not doing it. If, if, for lack of a better word, I think as a society, we've grown soft. Absolutely. And you know what? You said it very well, actually. Very few people really understand there's a huge difference between chronic stress and intermittent stress. Nothing in the human body evolved for nothing to be chronic. Our, even our breathing is intermittent. Everything is coming in waves. Your hormones are coming in waves. If, for instance, the difference between growth, your own growth hormone, pass, and the injected growth hormone that you get in your system is tremendous. Well, one of them will make you actually repair, make you burn fat, rejuvenate your body. The other one can do the opposite. There is absolutely evidence now, for example, that the way people now try to artificially mimic how the body evolved to survive with artificial hormones or substance or synthetic vitamin is extremely counter-effective, extremely. So, yes, intermittent is the key word. When I wrote The Warrior Diet years ago, I already raised the issue of intermittent fasting in practice and how important it is to keep things on cycle. Very important. But coming back to stress, Anthony, what you say is right. But yet, it's gone far beyond just application of stress. We need to understand that if there is a principle of nature or a rule of nature, it applies in multiply way. It cannot just apply how you or me, Anthony, how do we stress ourselves? By the way, it's an interesting subject to, to discuss maybe later if we have time about the addiction to stress. That's a very interesting because stress is an instinct, like sex is an instinct, and like any kind of instinct developed desire that can sometimes be addictive. That's very interesting by itself. But I think that we need to take a deeper look at human nutrition. So 
Calorie restriction is one way to stress yourself by creating negative energy that balance. That means you create less calories that you consume. You put your body under survival stress. Your body compensates. Very interesting and basically benefit you in this way. Other organisms, again, have shown that under calorie restriction, they can double the lifespan, and so is intermittent fasting. But there is one more element that I'm working right now on. I call it stressed food. Not only that you benefit from stress, you will benefit even more so, Anthony, if you eat food that was stressed. The difference between stressed food and domesticated, spoiled or unstressed food is tremendous. And what is the difference? Well, the food that we generally get today is coming from domesticated plants, for instance, or domesticated livestock. These food organisms are raised under control situation. They don't face stress of wild species. If they are fed constantly, in, if it's a plant, it's fertilized. If it's animal, it's overfed. Um, they are living under temperature control, under shelter. They don't fight the elements like wild animals or wild plants. Therefore, the bodies start to stop producing very important compounds that increase this, their own survivability. Go back to us, Anthony. When you exercise, you know that exercise is beneficial for you. I mean, physical stress is beneficial. But when you look at the details, it's kind of paradoxical because exercise breaks your muscle fiber. It creates injuries and trauma. Hey, too much exercise risky can even kill you, cause your heart effect. But in the end of the day, exercise is beneficial. Why? It forces your body to get into this survival repair mode. Your body starts to produce protein that actually not only preserve your tissue and the muscle, they basically keep you young. The, your body gets nothing into a repair mode, into a major anti-aging mode. And if you do it routinely, all these anti-aging, rejuvenating molecules that your body produces percolating in your body every day. It is an amazing phenomenon. It's a paradoxical effect that these are catabolic substances, that the catabolic effect of breaking muscle fiber create a repair. But this is part of the paradox of life. The same thing happened to a plant. A plant under stress produces very similar compounds to those that you produce during exercise and fasting. What's incredible about it, that when you eat a plant that is produced this compound, this compound will benefit you like the same compound that you produce when you exercise. They help you burn fat, they convert energy utilization to expenditure rather than gain. Many of them inhibit cholesterol gain, fat gain. They mimic the impact of fasting and exercise and calorie restriction on your body. This is an incredible phenomenon that most people are not aware of. Our food chain is corrupted, not only with sugar and starch, which are basically anti-stress, they inhibit your stress response. Not only with that, it's basically made from organisms predominantly that provide you, that are deficient in this critical nutrient that I just talked about. 
We call them SAP, stress-activated food, SAP, nutrients. What's incredible and unique about them is that they're not necessarily vitamin. They're not even necessarily antioxidant or mineral. They could be, but not necessarily. Yet they play a vital role in evolution and a vital role in extending your lifespan and making you, keeping you young and viable throughout your prolongated life. These are new nutrients, and they are not here. In fact, some of the most important sub-nutrients are no longer part of the food chain. And they are no longer part of the food chain because they appear in plants that we regard as dietary waste. Some of the most important life-extending nutrients appear in box of trees, rhizomes, leaves, peats and peels, and stuff that was inherently part of the early human diet but no longer exists in our food chain. So no, not only that we don't eat wild-grown food anymore, even the nutrient that does exist in the food that we eat, and there are, of course, Many of them are eliminated as dietary waste, so it's like a lose-lose-lose situation. What's the result? A society that desperately try to hang in and, and try to figure out why it's getting fatter and sicker every day. Why? So people start to understand there's an issue with sugar. There's an issue with refined carbs. The industry start to shift towards products that have low carbs, but this is the tip of the ice. And quite honestly, even those products, if you look at the typical protein bar, low carb, they have chemicals inside, they have glycerin, which is, by the way, almost as dangerous as sugar. Sugar alcohol that promote production of a microbe that is worse than bacteria. It's called methanoarchaic, archaea produce the methane gas that is typical associated with sugar alcohol bloating. Other bloating ingredients, they use fructose in the form of agave. Agave look like something healthy today is one of the worst things that people, was never part of the human diet, by the way. Um, so we have a long way to go, and the good consumer, the good guy who is trying, desperately try to find good food and good product to hang in and is today confused. He doesn't get many clean products and those that are clean have sugar inside. Maybe less, but they still have it. So one of the things that I'm determined to work on and I'm already have been working on is try to find Anthony a realistic solution, practical solution on the food chain itself. We Defense Nutrition, my company, we are trying to innovate now. We are innovating product with a mission to conquer the bottom of the junk food chain and are in a mission to create stuff that does not add to your sugar content, add, but rather add to your fiber content. It does not have starch or maltodextrin on GMO, yet we innovate product that tastes as good as junk, and some of them even look like junk, but they are not. The next step, I believe, in the solution to our society is not just to talk, but offer practical solution. 
Well, Anthony, you know probably that most people don't always have the discipline to stay on a perfect diet. Many of them are falling out. People who are previously obese find it extremely hard. There's something that registers, I guess, in the brain, you know, sugar and starch attack the opioid receptors and make you addicted to it. It's very difficult to get rid. I believe that we are now working on solution, real solution to this problem. So when a, a guy today, whether it's a dieter or an athlete or somebody who is smart enough to understand that he can improve his life and he needs to look for substitute for sweets or junk food that he or his family eat, that's where we want to step in right now. And that's what I'm doing right now. Stuff that is healthy, not less unhealthy, healthy, that people can use and benefit from. We already launched a line of soft products, by the way, because obviously the mission again was to provide nutrients that are missing in our diet today, but yet we biologically evolved to be supported by them. So that's where we stay now. I'm really, I'm very excited about this project because as, as you and I talked the other day, what I see a lot, and most people now know at least the basics. There's enough information out there where they know that they should be eating real food. They know that grass-fed cows are better than factory farm cows. But there's so many different layers to the situation that we find ourselves in today. And like, like you said, it's, it's more than just knowing what to do. It's also having something that's sustainable. And uh, for many people, there are neurotransmitter imbalances. Maybe those neurotransmitter imbalances are a result of gut dysbiosis and digestive issues from years of a standard American diet. But whatever the case may be, if their neurotransmitters are off, they can turn to drugs, they can turn to alcohol, or they can turn to sugar and caffeine. Those are pretty much their options. So you tell someone that's in that situation, start eating a whole bunch of vegetables and fish, they may be able to do it for a few days or a few weeks, but then they actually start feeling worse. There's, right, we, right. we need something like what you're doing. Can you kind of explain how your products bridge that gap? Yeah, I'd like to, but I want to give some example. It's actually worse than even people think. Our society, in my, in my opinion, don't even have a clue how prone to aging and disease it is. We say that a long life is 100 years, 90 years, 120. How about 200 years? I know it sounds crazy. People will blame me, but they blame me before for coming with crazy ideas. They've proven true later. Hey, I came with intermittent father. I think I told you before. Many years ago, it was absolutely, absolutely rejected by every mainstream nutritionist. And guess what? Everybody jumping on the wagon of intermittent fasting today. Yeah, I, I've had your, your Here's warning. what happened on the food chain right now, Anthony. They take smartly very healthy stuff like cocoa, chocolate. Cocoa bean is one of the healthiest stuff you can get. Major source of sub-nutrient. Coffee, chocolate, a good stuff green tea, and they make it into junk. Once you take a great chocolate and add sugar to it, the combination of fat and sugar is deadly. Again, it attacks this opioid receptor and make you addictive to it, but you don't benefit anymore for the nutritional properties of the chocolate. 
in fact, in becoming an adverse product. Our mission is to take great stuff and make it perfect, the way it should be. We created the chocolate, looked like a regular candy, in my opinion, tastes better than any candy. So visually and taste-wise, hands down. But it doesn't give you the sugar. It lost almost half of the calories. It's a 50% fiber and non-laxative fiber, good organic prebiotic fiber. It not only supports your metabolism, in my opinion, it has nutrients that are life-extending inside. It really goes to the way nature intended. Nature did not intend in any food to combine high fat and sugar. It just doesn't happen. Show me a food in nature that combine very high fat and sugar. It just doesn't happen. Fruits that have sugar, by the way, it's not regular sugar. It does. It's a story by itself. Fruit does not have the fat. And nuts do not have the sugar. And if it's natural curing, it's very low glycemic. Even in milk, when you see a combination of fat and sugar, the lactose do not raise insulin. It is a total different animal than regular sugar. So we can see a trendy nature of separation between carb and fat, between sugar and fat especially. And the product that we create was deliberately formulated to accommodate this. That means you get something that really satisfies your sweet tooth, but your body gets the perfect nutrition that it needed. It does not have insulin spiking nutrient. It has no chemicals additives. It has no bloating sugar alcohol. Everything to perfection. I believe that it's not just about, I believe that Pioneering this area will push the world to move to this direction. Sooner or later, when people will have a choice, and they already, it already started, Anthony, why would they choose something fattening and sickening when they can have something that tastes as good and look as good? It doesn't cause them the fattening. In fact, the opposite. It nourishes them. Hey, we are even working on ice cream now. When was the last time that humanity could finish a whole pint of ice cream without gaining weight or getting sick? That's a very uh, big challenge, but also very exciting. So beside the writing and the book and everything, I'm, I'm really personally very interested in the innovation of practical solution in the form of eating manuals, product that can help the consumer, and I think most importantly is the integration like we do now, discussion about the subject, raising the subject. One, one more item that I want to, I think I mentioned before, Anthony, and I want to talk briefly about it, is the problem of synthetic nutrient. We, you know, human body never evolved for synthetic nutrient. Nothing. Synthetic molecules, we have no experience and in fact, usually, not only the common side effect, conclusive side effect, just a matter of time before you find out how. It is very unfortunate that many scientists today are closing a box. Then many of themselves already know that. So science today is still looking for the miracle molecule that will fix life like they believe years ago that resveratrol, the stress response molecule that activate your longevity pathway sirtuin, 
is a life-extending miracle molecule. And then later on, there are other molecules like um, uh, that's supposed to activate your stress response in the cell, and many, many scientists believe. And then there are molecules that are supposed to inhibit mTOR and therefore extend life and prevent cancer. But guess what? It just doesn't work that way. Nature simply do never, we never evolved for that, and maybe nature, maybe God never intended it to be this way. Every synthetic molecule comes with a cytopoe, some of them are mortal. And that's including mTOR inhibitor, which is the new thing today. Very important. mTOR is the mechanism, by the way, that builds the muscle, but is a, paradoxically, is also, it can also drive aging and cancer. Right. So it's a, it's a very interesting phenomenon. And here, here is how synthetic nutrient, wrong concept of vitamin and paradox come into play. There's a paradoxical phenomenon, Anthony, that the nutrition that benefits the young can kill the adult. Biologists already all over the world are aware of that. The reason is simple. While mTOR, for instance, the growth mechanism, benefit the growth and developing, essential for them, play essential role in developing, development and the um, growth of the young, it turned deadly later on, on the adult body, the same role can turn deadly. The reason, as, as age by, go by, as, as you age, your body becomes increasingly sensitive to mTOR. So the same mechanism that make you grow as an adult can now cause cancer in the adult body. The reason? The growth drive, the growth drive that benefit the growth of muscle and bone become excessive growth in a non-growing body of the adult. Right now, your body is non-growing. So any excessive growth can cause accelerated aging and cancer. It's a rule of nature that our society today and the industry do not want you to know. Because if you know, you're going to stop buying all the 99% of crap, spot nutrition crap out there. They're all aimed at one thing, make you the build a muscle, lean down, be reaching maximum performance. All these slogans are not only meaningless, they are counter-meaningless in real biology. In fact, maximum performance alone is a very questionable goal. What, are you ready to trade off your life for maximum performance? Because to reach maximum performance, you may need to overeat half of your life just to keep pumping the nutrient to your muscle. And you may have to take some androgens or steroid to get a better competitive edge. And you may even get your maximum performance. But guess what? As a super athlete, your chances to live long are diminishing. When you look at the stats, you can see that athletes today have no superiority at all in spite of all the great performance, they have no superior survival superiority over the rest of the population. Like most people, they still tend to get over, overweight, they can, end, they can end up with obesity and diabetes too. Look at many athletes, including boxers, how they end up. They don't live long. That's a very tragic situation. So, I already blogged about it several times. I'm trying to bring out the truth. I truly believe 
the information that you put out there is decades above the traditional media and even many of the top experts. If you look, even if you look at anecdotal cases of what you're talking about, let's look at the people who were in WrestleMania six. A lot of these guys that were giants using performance enhancing substances right. to add muscle. We've got 12 of them that are dead right now. It's a third, a third of the people died. Many of them before the age of 40. So tragic and so true. And it's not just athletes. Look about you, the homie. You can see some of the most successful. I don't want to say names. People, actors in Hollywood, people who are on the top media anchors and these host talk shows, they don't age well, many of them. They die young. Hey, guys, money is great, but it cannot resolve everything. If you decide to close yourself up, from your chances to double your life and double the quality of your life. Maybe more than that. Hey, you know, we don't have any idea to the limit for how far can we go with our life expectancy. We have no idea. Until recently, uh, there was a belief that stem cells up to a certain point cannot regenerate anymore. As you get old, the ability to regenerate diminish. But now the evidence show that under prolonged or intense stress, the body can regenerate all the stem cells into new, it is absolutely a phenomenon that now opened the door, not only to speculation, to a serious hypothesis. In my opinion, not only that we can live long, there's no reason why anyone will die or finish with a brain diseases. Of course, we'll all die, but we should die with a young brain. There is no reason for brain diseases. And it all comes down to one thing, because I'm trying to make it simple, to one thing. Nutrition. Every science evidence shows that nutrition is a key factor of one process. It's called hormesis. We talk, you talk about it. Hormesis is a process. It's actually a phenomenon of nature that exposure to an otherwise life-threatening stress can extend life of organism. I say it more than that. Stress can heal and kill. Homesis grant that rather than stress will kill you, it will hit you. What it grant is what doesn't kill you, make you better. So there's always a chance. There's always a chance that you drop dead even with exercise, Anthony. But it's worth it. It was it because you don't have a choice. You are designed for that. Each of us is designed for stress and not the other way. Sounds good. <laughs> but this statement is so anti-industrial. When you look deeply into that, Anthony, it's absolutely crazy. And I don't think we can rock the boat everywhere. I, I really, uh, I'm a really, and I want to sum it up, I'm really a big believer in evolution. There is evolution of everything. Currently, you and me are discussing in a subject that it's not speculative. It's already happening. There's evolution of ideas, the evolution of products. Um, there are cycles in humanity where humans need to reach a catastrophic crisis. In this case, it's a health crisis in order to get better. I believe that we are already in this way. So... Discussion about solution is very important. Not just what not to do, but what to do. 
And if I had any advice to people is stay away from three things, sugar, starch, and synthetic nutrients. If you stay away from sugar, starch, and starch I mean grain with fine carbs, and synthetic nutrients, the multiply other things that you need to stay away or do will come right to the place. You already feel tremendous improvement in your life. Some simple again, not simple in life. We are dedicated to help you do that. Now I say the last thing, of course, bring back the nutrient that your body evolved to. You're not missing vitamins, you're not missing minerals. There are too many in the food chain, in fact, too much. There's almost vitamin in the air that you breathe. But you are missing stress-activated nutrients that your body evolved to. And you need to bring it back to your diet, not just because you need to replenish your essential vitamin, because you evolved to be nourished by life-extending nutrients that not only make you live long, but keep you young. This is a quality of life that is unmatched, and I believe that people have the right to experience it. I do too. And everything you're saying is now being validated in the scientific literature. So if you look at, they did a study and they took organic produce and they took produce that had been treated with pesticides. Now this organic produce isn't even what you're talking about. You're, ta- you're taking it one step further, which is basically organic and wild. Um, yes. But just in this study, so looking at organic versus the conventional that's, that's had pesticides used on it, they found, you know, a lot of studies, they're very short-sighted. They'll look at maybe the nutrient content and they'll say, oh, it has the same amount of nutrients. But what they don't look at and what this study did is antioxidant content. And they found that the organic had much higher antioxidant levels because it still had to defend itself from environmental stresses like insects and produce that isn't treated has these higher antioxidant levels, which then we benefit from when we eat them. Is that kind of what you're talking about with these stress activated nutrients? Absolutely. Fertilizers and pesticides are equivalent to junk food for humans, to sugar. Because plants in nature, wild plants, do not get fertilized. They do not get overfeeding. They are not getting overfed. And when you look at some of the healthy and long-living trees, um, you see amazing phenomena. Under stress, some organism not only double the lifespan, that can live, they can live thousands of times long, longer than the unstressed, compared to the unstressed peers. There are trees, such as olives, for instance, that due to extremely hard environment under which they live, they can live thousands of years, increase their olive trees that live close to 3,000 years. Just think about it. Where in the time that Jesus was alive, he could still eat the same olive that you eat today. Isn't it incredible? They are in Africa, there are trees, like the Baobab, that can live even more than that. Six, seven thousand years, six to seven decades. They reach back to Bible time. What do we know about it? We know one thing. There is amazing reward that nature gives organisms to adaptability to stress, and yes, organic 
the elimination of pesticides and herbicides and fertilizers, especially pesticides, is incredibly positive to trigger a stress response. In fact, what it does, it promotes again the survival of the fittest. The yield of organic produce is generally lower than the yield of non-organic. And you can say the same thing on milk from grass-fed cows. Look at grass-fed cows. They are working hard. They are grazing all year round in hard terrain, sometimes in the winter, if they are not in a feedlot. Some of them do put them. But there are areas in the world when cows are grass-fed all year round. That's where we are sourcing our way. These are stressed cows. They produce sometimes half the milk of the factory farm cow, the cage, the feedlot cow. But this milk is so superior by all means. First of all, it tastes better, it's more creamy, it contains absolutely significantly more amount of immunocomponent. That the milk is basically containing all these stress-activated nutrients to support the newborn who nature is aware is born into a stressful environment, so it needs to be supported. You, Anthony and me and other people, need to be nourished by this kind of food because this nutrient will support our survivability the same way. We evolved to this, we evolved to thrive in a stressed world, not the other way. We live now in a non-stressed, stressless world and it's the biggest mistake we ever done. Now, we cannot break the rule. None of us is going to start sleeping outdoor. <laughs> but we can mimic the impact of stress by redesigning the diet eliminating anti-stress nutrients, it's called anti-hormetic nutrient, like sugar, starch, sugar alcohol, glycerin, artificial sweetener, synthetic nutrient, must be eliminated, must. It's a question of life and death. And for children, even more so. You need to keep the signal that nature, as nature created you, as nature intended, actually. You need to keep the signal of stress coming to your body whether it's outside stress, like exercise or fasting, or nutrient that mimics stress, as I discussed, sub-nutrient. In fact, you can read more on sub-nutrient. We, we have a website, that the, I, believe, I believe it's uh, saf.org or .com. People can read a lot about the science behind it, because there's a major science behind it. But as for your question, Anthony, you're right. Every step includes the organic. Anything that eliminates something that makes an organism, a food organism spoiled is a good step. I was talking to some researchers who did in Israel major, still do, have been doing research on desert plants. Those plants managed to survive extreme conditions. And guess what? All of them had outstanding, exceptional, exceptional beneficial properties that you don't find in other plants. I do believe that extreme weather, extreme conditions, especially desert, can yield amazing stuff. We just talk about olive. Everything that you eat about it, from the oil, by the way, in Greece, it's a very interesting phenomenon. I don't know, in the Bible time too, they, today you have olive oil that coming, it's just an oil. But in Greece, they still grind it with the peats, you know? They grind it with a peat, so the peat contain amazing source of sap. Peats and peels have amazing source of sap nutrient. 
it's funny you said that because I had a client recently that had cancer and she told me that part of the, the protocol that she was using involved uh, apricot pits because oh, of the, the B-17. Yeah. Uh, yes, very, very, very good point. I actually mentioned it in my book too. Yeah, funny. Apricot is one of the great examples of a pit that contains sap. But so again, so is the coffee bean and so is the cocoa bean in, in every pit. A sour cherry, there is major research done about that too. Uh, people have no idea how far it can reach. The, the hot peppers that you eat, the seed, the seed that you're so afraid because they're hot, they're extremely soft. So when you see wild weeds, any kind of, or herbs like parsley, cilantro, oregano, rosemary, thyme, all of them are phenomenally beneficial for you. Not because of antioxidant, because of soft nutrient. Ori, yeah. what have you eaten today? Not much. Not yet. I'm still doing the under-eating. But you know what? I'm, I'm so active, I, it doesn't bother me. So I had my coffee in the morning. I chew my parsley and cilantro right up. It's my routine. Um, why, why do you chew parsley and cilantro? For two reasons. First, it's very alkalizing. So after having coffee, just give you a great feeling. Second, it's a pack of soft nutrients. And another bonus that go far beyond, it just gives you a great breath and body odor. It just alkalizes your system. People who constantly chew a lot of parsley and cilantro starting on a day, it's very cleansing. It's one of the most recommended stuff that I recommend people to put. And I'm not, again, not talking about antioxidant. It's just a balance. I'd like to start the body not in an acid mode, but very alkaline, very detoxifying. I do believe that the morning is the best time to detoxify. And now I'm not just talking about going to the bathroom. I'm talking about putting nutrients that help you detoxify, putting nutrients that help you actually burn energy and spend energy rather than build energy, conserve. So... My day is, I, I've been, I, have, I got adept to it. That's the way I live. I spend energy during the day and I, I enjoy my body. I'm in a total survival mode right now. I need my exercise. I punched it. I got a home gym, so I don't need to bother. Um, early in the morning, I start usually with punching session. I got a whole set of punching bag, heavy bag, speed bag, and a moving bag that I can do. I can do my CFT training in my office. I have a home gym there. C and then go CFP? CFT, Control Fatigue Training. That's the training that I develop. We even have a DVD on that. That's my routine. Um, didn't have much. Sometimes I eat berries or my grass-fed whey protein, which accommodate my fasting or under-eating phase. Grass-fed bay is done with the liberty done, uh, do it like all our products, with no added sugar, it's low glycemic. If I use flavoring, I'm using the real fruit, like it's real blueberries, you understand, or real strawberry inside. I personally like even to chew the powder. I don't even need to mix it. It's so tasty. So it gets me go through the day without interfering with my um, survival mode on the eating phase. It's classical intermittent fasting. I finish the day, sometimes even late, and if I feel that it's too much, I would 
have another way or another berry or sometime later, if it's really late, I can have a handful of nuts like almond. I like good California unpasteurized almond. It's, they are really delicious. My favorite fuel is fat fuel. So that's a fuel I'm using during my meal. But sometimes I have to go, especially during the summer, I like to use seasonal food. So fat is out and fruits can come in dessert. The way I believe that human evolved to live, we evolved in an open grassland and woodland, that this is the kind of food that we used to eat, seasonal. So generally, as I said, I like the separation. I recommend people to separate between carb and fat. It will work extremely well for me. You need to just be in tune with yourself. The fear of losing weight or, or losing muscle is, is a myth. People have no idea how resilient the body is. Muscle memory is the real thing. And it's amazing that years ago, some researchers on actually ketogenic diet find out that when you create long cycle of, of fasting followed by overeating, the long cycle that can last sometimes a week of fasting followed by a couple of days that you overeat becoming dangerous. Why are they dangerous? It, according to Cughill, one of the great researchers ever, it put your body in such an anabolic compensating mode that when you eat after fasting for a week, you may cause an overgrowth stimulation of mTOR that can be cancerous. This is how bad. So why am I saying it? I believe that your feeding cycle should always be involved on a 24-hour cycle. Perhaps every other day, once in a while, but 24, they are the safest. And yes, there is a huge anabolic compensation in the end of the day. So you ask me, what do I eat? Almost nothing during the day. Sometimes fruits, sometimes some veggies, or I love vegetable juice, and some whey protein. I even created special bars in it now that fit the anti-eating phase. They are high in protein, no added sugar. One of the bar actually have only one gram of sugar, four gram net carb, great protein. So they are fast assimilating. And I can enjoy a very delicious snack during the day without interrupting my diet. I have the means to do that. Or night, you know, it's a time to feast and enjoy without restriction within what I adapt to. That's all. I'd like to hear in a second about some of the different, so someone listening, they may be wondering what are some of the differences between your product line and some of the health bars and, and foods that are out there today. Um, so I'd like to get to that, but just before we move on, what are, you talked about peels and pits yeah. and, and what are, if someone were to try to incorporate some peels and pits into their diet that would be beneficial for them. Where do you recommend starting? What are the highest impact uh, foods, the most beneficial ones, and how would you do that? This is actually a very intriguing question. I tell you why, because the science on SAF is only on its infancy right now. We only know something, so I can give you some hint to the direction that I believe it's going to happen. Yes. And by the way, we already sourcing some of the most vital. I'm trying to concentrate on the most potent subnutrients. The most potent ones are the ones that mimic calorie restriction and exercise. These are the potent because they are mTOR inhibitors 
and they ship you, they do the same effect of fasting exercise in your body. They ship your body into a super, it's the activated metabolic pathway, it's called AMPK, uh, AMP activated protein kinase. It's kind of an enzyme, basically, that does the holy grail of human fitness. Shift your body to spend energy rather than conserve, increase glucose utilization in the muscle, inhibit the enzyme that builds fat in your body, two enzymes that build fat, inhibit enzyme that build cholesterol, put you in actually a temporary catabolic mode that is extremely pro-survival. But while it's happening, when it activates this AMPK, a cascade of longevity factors start to circulate in your system, your body becomes extremely efficient in searching and destroying six sick and broken cells and cancer cells, the whole apparatus of your stress response protein, this stress protein, are now released into your system, percolating your system to search and destroy every sick and cancer cell. Now, most people don't have this event happening at all because they're constantly fed. And if they do have the event, it happened maybe two hours a day, three hours in the best. It should happen 12 hours a day. It should happen eight hours, 10 hours a day. This anti-cancerous killer, cancer killer, percolating in your system while repairing your tissue, there's a process called autophagocytosis. Great process when the, this, the body itself do renovation of its own cell. It remove everything bad out. Renovate, kill bad cells and regen or regenerate new stem cells to create new cells. It's an amazing recycle mechanism that makes the impossible. Not only it keeps you, it actually makes you younger than you would otherwise have been. That is the process that I'm trying to promote. Now, what nutrient can do that? We find, for example, the, the king of all nutrients called berberine. Berberine is, appears, berberine is the most potent AMPK activator. In fact, recent research has shown, well, many people don't know, but it is so anti-diabetic, it can beat metformin, the drug metformin by itself, one of actually the most beneficial, efficient drug, but it's a drug, it has side effects. Berberine is more efficient than metformin in, in reversing diabetes. Berberine is one of the biggest fat burner ever. You don't need many fat, you need berberine because it really shifts your body to this fat burning anti-fat gain mode and it's life extending. So berberine is the king of all and it's found in the bark of coke tree. That's where we derive. It does appear in lower concentration in other plants like golden seal for instance, but in very low concentration. It does appear in other trees like that even grown, uh, like the Barbary plant. But we believe that the cork tree yield the best yield result, and we tested it, and that's the membrane we source. Other nutrients include salicin. Salicin is actually derived from the willow bark. How do you, so berberine, B-E-R-B-E-R-I-N-E, I I take that, I'm a huge fan of it. What was the one that you just said? Salicin. Salicin, they're about from the wheel. This is actually the precursor, the safe precursor of what they, of salicylic acid. How do you spell that? 
Salicin, S-A-L-I-C-I-N. Okay, thank you. Salicin, later on, Bayer turned salicylic acid into aspirin, you understand? So that's why people take baby aspirin to promote, to prevent cancer. But aspirin has serious side effects, where salicin do not have the side effect, and it is a win-win. Problem, you cannot make money from natural nutrients. There's no problem about it. Yet, I think people should know the truth. So, except beside that, we got there's a reserve, of course, that appears in the peels of grapes and blueberries, but amazing reserve of also appear in very large concentration in roasted peanuts, and even more so in peanut sprout. When was the last time you eat peanut sprouts? Why are they not around us? It's amazing food. Or, or a lot of people... Are, are afraid these days because of some of the, the paleo movement yeah. and the information they put out there about peanuts and some of the carcinogenic molds that they contain, like the, the aflatoxins. What yeah. are your thoughts on that? Oh, this is one of, okay. When you want to split out, there's no end to it. Like there's too much mercury on the fish, so you shouldn't eat fish. There's too much heavy metal in the food, so you should avoid all food that high in heavy metal. There's too much aflatoxin in peanuts, so you should. If you listen to this crap, you would stop eating the healthiest food that God ever gave you. I tell you, because the healthiest food in this universe are always and always was having heavy metal, rich in heavy metal. I'm talking about all roots, seeds, peats, and everything that go under the ground is heavy, high in heavy, and was always heavy, high in heavy metal. We evolve, in fact, heavy metal is part of the element that triggers first response. In many ways, it's a paradox. The same thing that can kill you in excess can heal you in small amount. So you do want to have food that have naturally containing. Aflatoxin, well, that's why you should never eat any legume raw. It's wrong by all means. Raw legumes have inhibitors. They should never be eaten raw. Only when they are sprouted, and even then I still recommend legumes to be roasted or cooked. Anyway heated, they remove the toxin, remove the aflatoxin that could be tested. That doesn't mean peanuts are bad. They just need to be treated well. Traditionally, peanuts were parboiled and only then roasted. It's a double heating and processing method. The paraboiling remove the inhibitors, the roasting destroy every possibility of bacteria and you got a superfood. And guess what? Both in early grain, grain grasses and legumes, the heating and roasting actually increase the biological value. Do you know that? It's the opposite of dairy. The roasting of peanut makes them more biological value and more nourishing than otherwise. Is that because they're a legume? Because they're a legume, correct. Even in the Bible time, they used to roast legumes over fire. People never ate raw legumes. It's only now because of ignorance that people tend to do everything raw. It's wrong. So just basic knowledge and science and traditional method of understanding. The gladiators, they were living on, be on, on beans. In fact, more correctly, peas. The Roman, one of the most fit group of People, a warrior people, and that ever they appears in history were fed on legumes. In even the bread was a shift between 
legumes, corn or legumes bread. Um, legumes is a very good source of protein, just need, you need to know how to treat it. So yeah, on that regard, I do not agree with the paleo. I think legumes are great food, have been proven very successful to support humanity for many years. And if you ask me about it, I'm not a big believer in eating meat. I think meat is adverse for several reasons. I know uh, many paleo people will hate me for saying that. Uh, yes. Ori, Ori I'm, on, I'm on board with you in many regards. Keep going. Well, I wrote about it several times, but here's the situation. We are much more gathered than hunters. We are predators. We can kill. But as a predator, as meat eaters, we are in the end of the line. We don't have good enzymes that utilize meat that lay out. That means other predators have it. We lost the front teeth. We lost, um, we lost, some, uh, we lost the capacity to even tear meat apart from the skin. That means we have evolutional development towards more vegetarian lifestyle. Even more so, look at, the, look at our jaw. Look at our cheek teeth. They are not like a typical predator. They evolved to chew hard over object, hence seeds. We evolve, we are seed and not eaters. We are not meat eaters. And look at another perspective, Anthony. Look at this. Um, people always ask me by mistake, so what about cholesterol? Don't egg have cholesterol? Don't dairy have cholesterol? Yes. But this is not the same cholesterol that you eat in lard or, or beef fat or meat. The cholesterol of flesh animal is very similar to the one of the fat, very similar to you. So under stress and overfed obese animal create pro-inflammatory, pro-diabetic, pro-obesity cytokines, hormone-like compound molecules that promote obesity, diabetes, and sickness in the consumer. You are not supposed to eat an obese animal. If a dinosaur exists today and he's smart, he's not going to eat obese human. He's going to go after you, Anthony. Do you understand what I mean? I or, mean, or, or, you, or you, or you. Hopefully I can outrun you. <laughs> I'm a target for the dinosaur. A smart one. The thing is, the meat today, not only that it's different than the meat before, which was still not ideal, a, most of it is coming from overfed animal. And yes, they say, well, we eat grass-fed. Yes, grass-fed is bad. It's still not ideal. Meat, all kind of meat, contain pro-inflammatory hormones in the fat that is circulating in the system. You don't want to put this stuff in your body. You don't want to put distress, sickening chemical in your body. You do not receive it in good dairy, and you do not receive it in egg, and you certainly don't receive it in plants unless the plants are obese too. <laughs> I wrote about it. Yes, we are, they are now doing GMO plants purposely to make the plant obese, extremely high in sugar and starch. The corn that we eat today was not the wild corn that we evolved to, and, and so is the wheat. So yes, we should stay from obese, spoiled, domesticated plants too. We talked about it, but meat, I do not agree with the paleo. We are not, we have not evolved to use flesh anymore. And the last reason is this, between us, Anthony, I love animals. I absolutely love animals. I love all kinds of animals. 
I mean, uh, when was the last time, I don't know, you, maybe you did, you petted a goat or a little pig or, a, or even a duck. They are cute animals, they're intelligent anymore. I'm, I'm absolutely against killing them. And let alone cows and calves, it's just wrong. I, I, I don't think people should do that. It doesn't add nothing to your health. And in that regard, you can be very well to your 200 and more years capacity without eating meat, in my opinion. I, I agree. And, and I think that these, we'll call them intolerances or pro-inflammatory tendencies or, or responses to meat consumption, I think they're even exacerbated and multiplied in individuals that have gut dysbiosis or an overgrowth of, of certain bacteria in their gut. Yes. And, and, and you see it because, look, we all know that bacon is delicious. I get it. <laughs> but it's like people, they hear what they want to hear, and that's what they believe, even despite the fact that their joints hurt, they're having trouble losing weight, they're dealing with fatigue and brain fog, they still want to wake up and eat bacon every single day. Bacon has a place. I get it. it I, I enjoy it too. But when you take these same people and you tell them to start eating a much higher percentage of plants and nuts and seeds and you swap, swap out that meat for seafood, especially wild-caught seafood, they do much better. Oh, there's no question. I truly believe that it's coming that what we discussed before, Anthony. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about it because it's really coming now. How do we provide people alternative, amazing alternative, with a plan to shift away from the junk and the meat. How do we do that? And I believe there's a way to do that. Also, you need a threshold time to get rid of certain eating habit. I believe it must be more, the, the threshold is at least six weeks. You cannot fully register anything conclusively in your brain on below the six weeks. So if anyone go to a three weeks quick fix, that quick fix will also be a quick disaster. You really need to strive and cross the six weeks and then move into the six months and then move to the six years and you are granted free, addiction free. Or, or so someone, someone that's listening, let's say they're like, I mean, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a selfish question, but I think there's probably a lot of people that will echo this. I eat pretty well. And that said, I do love my sweet foods. I love my chocolate. I love my waffles. And if there were an alternative that I truly believed I could eat, and I have a, I have a huge appetite. So I believe if there was an alternative that I could eat in large quantities without damaging my health, I would want to know about it. What products that you guys are coming out with are you most excited about and what makes them different from what's out there now? It's amazing you just mentioned two of the products we just developed. One of them is a chocolate that I think I mentioned it's really addictive, good addictive. Basically, it allows you to eat literally half a pound or more of chocolate after a good healthy meal. I want to do a challenge soon when we launch. I really want to do it. If you need someone to eat a lot of chocolate, I'm in. When was any human be able to eat half a pound, not, not a hundred grams, half a pound of chocolate and still lose weight the day after? Definitely not gay. When did it happen? That this is not another product. You asked me before, what's the difference between us and other product? Other product use marketing. I have zero marketing. I'm just here 
to say what I do. And people just come because quality speak more than thousands of words, the experience. So yes, other products contain guilt-free, but they do have sugar or agave. Protein bar, when you look at the protein, it's mostly cheap protein, this conventional milk from factory cow. They use soy. They use casing. Hey, I wouldn't give casing to my dog. <laughs> and okay, why, why not? So someone, someone's listening because it's big in the bodybuilding community. Oh, you take, you take casein before you go to bed at night and it's a slow releasing well, protein. And yes, I'm saying this in a sarcastic tone, but explain to people why that is, why that's bad. Well, they were brainwashed to believe in the slow releasing meat. Even crap is slow releasing. Doesn't mean you should eat crap. There is nothing good about casein unless it's naturally occurring in the cheese or the milk that you produce. I wrote the casein report. I showed the truth how it's manufactured. It's an aggressive method, a lot of time using acid that you are washing the bathroom with. Phosphoric acid or chloric acid, really dangerous, and the residue stay there. It tastes like, sorry, like crap. And we never evolved to isolated casein. Neither do we do well on slow-releasing protein. The slow-release is a myth. I tell you why. Because generally, you don't eat protein alone. It's coming with other nutrients. So it's coming with vegetable protein and fiber and some fat. And this all slow the absorption anyway. Why even bother with the slow and fast-releasing? Quite honestly, I just I saw the studies that were done. They are very tailored, very cherry-picking, and very particularly directed to promote a sale of a crappy, cheap product. Casing is very cheap. Um, there was an attempt to create micellar casing, but that product is not always stable. From all the casing, it's probably a better one. But still, I don't see a reason. I'd rather use whole milk protein, if you're not allergic to, from grass-fed cow or whey protein, which is the best. That's the cream of the top. That's where all the immunocomponent and on the right... Um, life-extending subnutrient that appears in the breast milk appears in the whey. Very similar, same profile of nutrient appear in colostrum. That's what helped the newborn uh, grow successfully and prevent it from getting infection. This way also have prebiotic properties. It's like a triple win, multiply win situation. Why reducing yourself? You know, we rescue dogs here. I got a few pit bulls and I got cats and some of them were feral. And I tell you, none of my animals want to touch casing. What does it tell you? <laughs> but they love the whey protein. Both my cats and dogs love the grass-fed whey. They lick the ball. I mean, my dogs, I have to pull away the ball from his teeth. I honestly, nature tell you what's right and what's wrong, Anthony. And, and casing is wrong. And so is meat. I admire the paleo approach because they want to go back to the original ancestral diet. The whole idea that evolution prepared species to certain kind of food and not another is a great, it's, it's the truth. But the conclusion are wrong. We are not hunter-gatherer. We are gatherer-hunters. And that's a huge difference. In today's world, I believe, avoiding sugar, avoiding starch, Avoiding bad fat and avoiding meat is as important. You ask me about the question, what different us with others? So I'll be sure. 
If you look at other protein bars, especially the low-carb, talking about diet, well, virtually all of them have glycerin. I just mentioned glycerin is a sugar alcohol, the pound-to-pound. Not only that he has more calories than even sugar, it does convert into sugar. It does inhibit ketosis. That means your body under fasting produces, supposed to produce ketonic fuel. It's a preferred fuel for your brain. It's a good stuff. Nature programmed you to shift from carb to fat fuel. The shift from carb to fat fuel itself is an amazing evolutionary feature that gives adventure survivability to the organism. So that shift must happen every day when you fast or when you undereat. That shift is inhibited by glycerin. Why do they eat glycerin to bar? Because it's a nice stuff that looks good on the label, supposed to. It's not registered as sugar. Most people don't. They don't understand what glycerin is. And, 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 and just so, but, but it's adverse sugar alcohol that not only can cause bloating, it actually translates to sugar, prohibit ketosis, counter-effective. I mentioned before also the sheep protein they are using and sugar alcohol everywhere. Everybody is using sugar alcohol. It is adverse stuff that we never evolved to. Yes, sugar alcohol appears naturally in vegetables, but in such small concentration that it never adversely affects your body. But putting sugar alcohol in amount of 12 grams, 20 grams sometimes, it's messing with your whole digestive system, promote um, colonization of pathogenic bacteria. It is messing with your health and sugar alcohol too produce can convert to sugar. It is not a calorie-free material. Our products are free of all the crap. We have no fruit sugar and no fructose, no sugar alcohol, no glycerin, no soy, not even inulin. And inulin is a good stuff. But the reason we don't put inulin, because inulin is laxative. I, I believe that everything that makes you bloated is adverse. Now, instead, we are using organic, prebiotic fiber that carefully selected. Again, the product has a composition that look sinful. When you taste, and we even make a waffle now, you mentioned waffle, that has no starch, no grain added. It's in fact total paleo. And it looks and tastes, in my opinion, better than a regular waffle. Or is or someone's, is, someone's listening, they're probably wondering, that there's no way that this can taste good if it has none of this stuff in it, what's in your products and how do they taste? Well, I think the one big innovation, we work on a sugar substitute. It's going to be the first sugar substitute ever that looks like sugar function, like sugar, but it's actually a fiber. And uh, again, I don't think people ever saw it, but if people ever try our product, it will really assume that. The first reaction that we do, and we test it even on children, the first reaction, oh, it you sure there's no sugar here? You know, stuff like this. People don't believe how good it tastes. So maybe my, you know, I'm kind of a tough guy when it's coming to my nutrition, so my taste buds are different. My priorities are different, but I have children, and they still enjoy other stuff. I don't force my rule or my family or people around me and my employees, so it's the, you know, it's uh, the evolution again of idea. We don't force nothing on nobody. Most people here follow what I say, but there's no rule. So 
we do taste it on other people and we are known for the best tasting product. Yes, I don't think anyone else have, when it's coming to taste, I think, I think our product tastes the best. I personally hate the aftertaste of chemicals. I hate, even if other people like it, I hate the aftertaste of sugar, alcohol, and glycerin. It's a notable alcoholic note, after note. We don't have that. Our products are very clean. The flavoring might come from the natural material. Vanilla is vanilla bean. The, the blueberry is real blueberry. Strawberry is real bro. It's just the real thing. You are eating as nature intended, and you are enjoying something, in my opinion, taste-wise, hands down, we are superior. And, and when you look at the chocolate, as a dark, the dark chocolate we did, I think we taste better than all the competitors. Again, I don't want a lawsuit. I don't want to mention it. Just go to the supermarket, see if the chocolate junk out there. I think we taste much better than them. Only they pack all the calories and all the sugar, twice the calories. They have almost no fiber. They can, they can cause you obesity and diabetes, and we don't. That's the difference. We just benefit you. You want to make sure that things are low glycemic. You want to make sure they're done with no sugar, added, no chemical, nothing adverse. You want to make sure because um, that's what is needed today. And nothing is more gratifying for me is to get the feedback of people who use them and enjoy it. So someone listening is interested. They want to they try some of these products that are essentially using a fiber as a sweetener instead of sugar, instead of sugar alcohols. What's, what's available at this point in time? Where can they go to learn more about, about your product line? I think they can go to defensecretion.com. But Antonia also will update you. So I'm sure that they can find through you also much more information of what's about. We keep a line of communication. Absolutely. This way we can get also the right feedback. I'm really looking forward for that. I'm very excited with this. The ideal situation is to reach that a person here today, into their world, a smart person who really know what to do, can still enjoy his lifestyle of having a healthy meal, protein and vegetable, and finish with amazing dessert that equivalent to any junk that he had before. And if you want ice cream, you can finish the whole pint. Or if you chew chocolate, you can have as much as you want, like half a pound. It's a lot, half a pound of chocolate. It's a lot. Did you ever saw how much is half a pound? I was, trying, I was trying to picture what half a pound of chocolate yeah, looked like. It's a lot. And, and still be in a great shape. That's what I mean. Freedom to enjoy your life without paying the consequences that you would otherwise would have to pay, and we know that people have to pay. That's the direction I'm looking for. And we are almost, almost there. Well, Ori, I'm looking forward to it. I, I've had a blast talking with you, as always, and I think that there's a lot of takeaways here that people can piggyback off of. I, I'm excited to try the new products. I'll see you at the end of this month when I'm out in, uh, in California, and uh, I think a lot of people are going to be eager to try Try some of these as well. Thank you so much, Anthony. It was really a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. And I'm looking forward to see you here. Thank you, Ori. The pleasure was all mine.
Have a great night. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. This episode is brought to you by discovercbd.com. Now, many of us are familiar with the health benefits of medicinal marijuana and how this plant is now being legalized in many of the 50 states. These benefits come primarily from two cannabinoids in the marijuana plant, and that is CBD and THC. Now, where THC is responsible for many of the physiological effects that we experience when we inhale or ingest the marijuana plant, CBD produces a number of health benefits itself. However, it doesn't produce any of these physiological effects. In short, you get the benefits without feeling high. Now, many of the benefits of CBD include research pertaining to its enhancement in helping the body fight cancer, seizures, autism, pain management, anxiety, depression, sleep, psychosis, arthritis. People are even using it with their plants. And I have started using CBD on a daily basis. I've found it enhances my sleep. I feel more relaxed. I deal with less pains, aches, tightness, stiffness. I feel like I recover faster from my workouts. And some of my clients have even gotten miraculous results. I had one client, Everett, and um, his wife was dealing with some mood issues and feeling like she was stressed and anxious and having trouble sleeping. Within 48 hours of taking the recommended CBD oil that I prescribed, she was feeling amazing. And I got a glowing testimonial from Everett because both of their lives were better as a result. The two types of CBD oil that I have used and recommend are active CBD capsules and pure CBD oil. And for a limited time, you can save 10% on your first order at discovercbd.com by entering discount code biohacks. That's B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. And that website, one more time, is discover, D-I-S-C-O-V-E-R-C-B-D.com. So I recommend checking out CBD oil and seeing if it can produce some of these same benefits for you. I imagine you will enjoy it and not be disappointed. This episode is brought to you by thedoctor.com, spelled the dr.com, which is my go-to resource for gluten sensitivity and celiac disease information. I love a number of their products and I use a few of them myself and with clients dealing with food sensitivities, autoimmunity, leaky gut, digestive issues, celiac disease, and IBS. Number one is perhaps the supplement I use more than any other with my one-on-one clients to help heal the gut. And no, it's not a probiotic. It's New Medica GI Restore. GI Restore is a 100% pure bovine colostrum collected within the first 16 hours after birthing. It's a natural whole food that provides a rich source of IgG and PRP, which stands for proline-rich polypeptides, protein, immune factors, growth factors, vitamins, and minerals to support gut health and vitality naturally. GI Restore functions to support a reduction of intestinal-related issues, protect against irritations from toxins and promote epithelial growth and repair. It's literally the only colostrum I use and recommend. My dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2015. As you may know, emerging research implicates gluten sensitivity as a contributing factor for Parkinson's. I use GI Restore from thedoctor.com as a part of my wellness prevention protocol. It's amazing. You will thank me. New Medica GI Restore. The second is New Medica Gluten Sensitivity PRP Balance Spray. PRP Balance is a bovine colostrum-based natural immune balancing spray. It contains proline-rich polypeptides, which help modulate normal immune responses. What are PRPs, you ask? 
PRPs are tiny information-carrying proteins with amazing adaptability. In times of intense physical stress, they help enhance immune activity by promoting the production of cytokines. In the opposite situation, when a healthy immune system reacts to environmental factors through cytokine production, PRPs send signals via specific cell receptor sites to decrease the production of cytokines in order to balance the immune system. PRPs also help regulate the thymus gland, which is the body's central command center for the immune system. You can think of them like adaptogens for the immune system, helping to stimulate an underactive immune system or helping to downregulate an overactive immune system. They inhibit the overproduction of lymphocytes and T cells and may help reduce minor symptoms related to allergies, tenderness, and swelling. The two are a one-two punch for digestive, leaky gut, and autoimmune-related conditions, and I frequently include both in customized protocols for clients. Plus, it happens to taste like candy, which is a huge bonus. I love them, and I think you will too. So all you need to do to give them a try is go to thedr.com, click on products, and you can choose one of those two products, Numedica GI Restore PRP Balance Spray. I recommend starting with Numedica GI Restore if you can only invest in one. There are also more than a dozen other products and biohacking approved books, white papers, and tips available on the site. It's that easy. Go to thedr.com. That's the T-H-E-D-R.com, my go-to resource for gluten sensitivity and celiac disease. Check them out and enjoy.